This is a story about a coal company, actually multiple coal companies, and a radio play, and a movie production studio. This story also involves the FBI, Inside a red brick building in Ashley, Pennsylvania, just outside Wilkes-Barre, two organizations are working to interpret and preserve miles of dusty details for the public. So basically what I'm working on is uh, working on cleaning and uh, rehousing a number of the structural drawings for many of the buildings that used to exist on the property here. That's Dave Hazel. He's an archives assistant from Industrial Archives and Library. He's working in a chilly, dusty room on the second floor of Earth Conservancy's headquarters. Wearing a mask and gloves, he lightly brushes debris and dust off what looks like blueprints. They're weighed down on each corner to prevent them from curling back up into the shape of the tube they've been in for years. The Blue Coal Company was the last owner of a storied anthracite mining operation in Luzerne County. They went bankrupt in 1976. Years later, in 1994, then-U.S. Congressman Paul Kanjorski secured a $20 million grant. It was from the Department of Defense, and it purchased all of Blue Coal's property. That included those offices in Ashley. The purchase also created the nonprofit Earth Conservancy. Their mission is to put the land back into some productive use. When Blue Coal actually went bankrupt, they, they more or less picked up and, and, and left, uh, and left a lot of their files behind. That's Terry Ostrowski. He's president and CEO of Earth Conservancy. A study done in the early 2000s found that there are over 20,000 linear feet of records. That's about as tall as Denali, the highest mountain peak in North America. Industrial Archives and Library was founded in 2015. They work to preserve the country's industrial history. In March, they began processing all of those documents. Nick Jimieski is an archivist with the company. They usually get donations from private donors around the country. He says corporate collections are harder to come by. This is sort of a really unique institution that it's all still here. The documents have sat in cabinets, some of which are still locked and in folders and boxes. Yeah, we're talking to Terry about getting those drilled out. And, and there's a card the catalog of alleged accidents. Uh, there's also stuff on uh, the dismemberment chart. You, know, oh, you lose two fingers and an arm, you get this much. After Hazel yeah, dusts yeah, off the documents, the records are then wrapped in materials that won't accelerate their deterioration. Some of what they've documented so far is available on Industrial Archives' website. Each room provides more historical context, but also mystifies both organizations. This room is full of boxes returned by the FBI that There's a Boston phone book from 1978, a Christmas tree stand, a dictaphone, and an ashtray from a Playboy club. If you want to do the history of office supplies, <laughs> that's all here. There's details about an explosion in his school. According to the records, dynamite or a blasting cap was mixed in with the coal heating the school. Just all sorts of, of neat little things that color our understanding of, of what this company did and how it impacted the lives of, of people not only locally but also nationally. Anthracite coal mining started in the region in the mid to late 1800s. Beginning in the early 20s, the coal company operated under the name Glen Alden. As a marketing ploy in a once competitive industry, Glen Alden tinted its coal blue, claiming the primary colored rock was a superior product. Glenn Alden was taken over in the 50s by Albert List. He was a multimillionaire and an industrialist from New York City. 
List bought a controlling interest in the film studio, RKO, from film tycoon, aerospace engineer, and eccentric millionaire Howard Hughes. Under List Industries, they managed RKO's movie theaters. The room directly beneath us was where the RKO offices were in the, once this building was opened in the 50s. Uh, there's RKO personnel records, theater receipts. Not a Years before the List acquisition in 1937 and 1938, RKO produced a radio drama called The Shadow. It starred Orson Welles as the titular character, and it was sponsored by Glenn Alden. <laughs> Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? <laughs> the shadow knows. Blue Cole presents The Shadow, a man of mystery who strikes terror in the very souls of sharpsters, lawbreakers, and criminals. All signs point to a severe winter. Be prepared. If you want to be sure of even, dependable, healthful heat in any kind of weather, insist on blue coal. America's finest anthracite mined from the fields of northern Pennsylvania. The coal that has colored a harmless blue at the mines for your protection. Glenn Alden was sold to the Blue Coal Company in 1966. Then 10 years later, that company went bankrupt. The documents include personnel records. Industrial Archives is working on a legal policy for that information. The genealogical records are great, but they come with a burden of care and legal standards of you know, personally identifiable information and you know, protecting people's identities. Jimievsky says the story of Glen Alden and Blue Coal isn't as well known as the other anthracite coal companies. It's been tucked away in the Earth Conservancy office. Archiving it now makes it available for scholars. Ostrowski says they didn't want to just throw the records away. A, a big interest of ours is, you know, maintaining and preserving that history for, for generations to come. Jimmy Eske says preserving industrial archives helps show how the country's industrial might helped the U.S. become a world leader. Steel, coal, you know, all those types of products fueled the Industrial Revolution. You know, they allowed cities to be built. They allowed you know, manufacturing of, of all types to take off. And without understanding how we got to where we are, it's a lot harder to, to see sort of where we're going to end up. The project began in March. It's going to take at least a decade. For Art Scene, I'm Kat Bolas, WVIA News. Kat Bolas, WVIA community reporter. Thank you, Kat, for that report. As we kick off Anthracite Mining Heritage Month, January 2024, a regional observance in Wilkes-Barre, Scranton, Hazel Township, Ashley, Plymouth, Pittston, Nanticoke, Bethlehem, and Pottsville. The programs are hosted by the Anthracite Heritage Foundation and a long list of co-sponsors, including WVIA Public Media. For WVIA features and documentaries, you can find the page at wvia.org slash mining, wvia.org slash mining. We'll have many features this month on Art Scene to coincide with Anthracite Mining Heritage Month.